Welcome to Fixed Body Group's podcast. On our show, we speak about our lifestyle-based approach for permanent change. My name is Dr. Sean Robeck. Each week, we'll be helping you with better daily habits that will improve your health for a lifetime. We believe you must be proactive when it comes to taking care of yourself and others around you. Our current healthcare system is broken, and we help you navigate your journey to health independence. Today, we have our reoccurring guest, Dr. Sam Wegg, on the show once again. Dr. Sam Wegg speaks all things wellness, and today, there's no different. Speaking today about fasting, specifically about a 48-hour fast. We'll discuss how to prep for a fast, what to do during the fast, as well as how to come off the fast, and most importantly, the benefits of fasting. So Sam, thanks for being on the show again. Welcome. And I think we're going to dive right into it because about two weeks ago, you did your first 48-hour fast. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Um, You know, I've done intermittent fasting for a long time. And I had never done more than uh, 24. I think 20 was maybe the longest time I'd gone. And I had just been looking into the research a little bit more. I wanted to try something different. And I guess uh, to share with everybody, Sean is an intermittent faster as well. But what I noticed was over time of consistently doing that, I just didn't seem to be getting in the calories that I wanted. And um, I just want to try a different approach. I think the best way to start is that when anybody hears 48-hour fast, the first thing they're going to say, are you crazy? What yeah, would make me no consider <laughs> something like that? And how could that possibly be healthy for me? And honestly, I would have thought the same thing maybe a few years back, but after doing the research and um, dabbling in fasting myself, it's like it's quite remarkable what the body can do when you let it recover and heal. And so before we get into how you fast, can we talk about why you would fast? Yeah, and I 100% agree. That's a typical reaction. Like, why the hell would I not do that mm-hmm. uh, or not, not eat or right. choose not to? And exactly what you're saying is the, the truth. Our, our body is incredible. Or our body is capable of doing so much. And we forget that at one point in this human existence, you couldn't just go down the street and get food. And you couldn't have food stored in the freezer or in the fridge. That was not readily available. So our bodies were used to going on decent stretches of time, sometimes days at a time, of not having big meals and then having a big caloric intake. Well, I think the easiest way to break it down benefit-wise is when we're in that fed state, when our body has food, our body wants to continue to grow. So our cells are going to continue to divide and continue to grow, which can be a good thing. But to never go on the other side of that, can lead to some issues. Um, I don't have a perfect analogy for this one, but if let's say uh, you're working on your home and you just continue to do these additions, 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 but really never go through and clean things up. It's not going to be super beneficial. You're getting some extra space, but it could be, could be better. Mm -hmm. So your body when it's growing, doesn't really care about cleanup and efficiency because it's growing. It has what it needs to continue to divide. Well, just having this uncontrolled growth isn't necessarily a good thing. Mm-hmm. As most people know, that's what really what cancer is, regardless of where it is in the body. It's just this uncontrolled cell replication. Mm-hmm. So when we're in this non-fed state, when we haven't taken anything in, our body is going to preserve and it's going to switch to expressing some other things and really take care of that cleanup portion. So we're able to, as you said, the healing that's going on in our body is getting rid of these dead and damaged cells, some that have like misfolded proteins. They're not correct. Mm -hmm. So that allows our body to get rid of that. And we also turn on some really good hormones. 
uh, at the, the reason I did the 48 hour was at that time period, you can actually get a five fold increase in what's called human growth hormone. So that's responsible for your hair, your skin, your nails, that is muscle building, fat burning. So that's really like the ultimate hormone that we want to release in our body. And that hormone's inversely released, meaning uh, there are two insulin. So when you have a lot of insulin in your body, you're not going to release it. So most people, you're only re- releasing it when we sleep. Because in our typical American diet, that is the only time that people have a gap of non-food intake that's long enough. Now, so to summarize all of that, yeah. <laughs> like your, your big benefit is when we're fasting, you are now cleaning up the dead cells. We're releasing hormones at a much larger rate or for a longer duration than we would in our normal life. And there's a huge mental clarity aspect as well, and we can get into a little bit more, and that comes down to when we truly switch over the fuel source that your body is using. And I think that obviously at Fixed Body Group, you are the best at analogies uh, by far. However, as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, this is in a sense when you don't give yourself a, a break and you continually consume and consume and consume on a daily basis based on a habit, it's essentially this, um, it's a bit of internal hoarding. Your body doesn't have a yeah. chance to clean itself out. You're just constantly packing more and more stuff in without cleaning out. And when you give yourself a chance to fast, you know, intermittent fasting being uh, the most common, but if you go on a 24 hour or 48 hour fast, your body now has the ability to say, okay, it's time to eliminate and get rid of these cells that are le- less than functional or dead. And then, mm-hmm. which is also, it's a term called autophagy for those that are going to do some research after this. Uh, and, you're literally allowing your your body to rest and recover so the organs have a chance to heal to do their job, uh, especially your gut, obviously. And can you talk about yeah, how think, the gut gets affected by a constant barrage of food? Yeah, like what you're saying is really true as far as an analogy. It's this internal hoarding. So everyone can think of all fat is is stored energy. So you had enough, your body stored what it could in the cells and in the um, organs. And after that, it had to be stored as fat. So I think a, before we get into the gut part, a huge concern for people or a big concern is people think they're going to lose muscle if you don't eat. Um, we can go actually closer to about 72 hours or a little more before your body's going to do that. And if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense because go back to that hunter-gatherer time period. If you had no food and you're out there hunting, your body's not going to make you weaker by breaking down your protein and your muscles. It's going to burn its fat. It's going to do everything to make you more alert. And you actually will release norepinephrine. So you have a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, we can dive into some of that stuff at the end. But uh, when we're constantly eating, and especially if you don't have a, a great diet, um, I put it this way because I've also I'm been a big advocate of utilizing like a cheat day throughout your life. Um, and the analogy for that is having one bad intake is like turning a hose on full into a bucket. That's not going to affect it. But if you constantly have that dripping day after day after day, it's going to affect that pain and wear it out. So when we constantly put things inside of our gut that create this inflammatory response where your gut is kind of fighting itself, it's not working as efficiently as it could. And you're not going to release hormones the right way. It's not mostly, and I think this is what we see a lot, people get run down. Um, especially, you know, we're coming into, I'm air quoting right now, but flu season, Mm -hmm. because I ultimately see it as a culmination of 
with the holidays, we start to eat worse. You don't exercise as well. People are missing workouts. They're drinking more. Sugar goes up, a lot of candy, things like that. So it's really, you're just eroding every factor. And each of those build our immune system. So when we take those away, what do you think is going to happen? It leaves you very susceptible to getting sick because your body is at a low defense. Um, and like you said, if we build on that analogy of the internal hoarding, when you are putting bad things in your body, that is just this fight within your own home that leaves you very susceptible to everything trying to get in the home from the outside. Right. It's like you're very, um, so a fast is a great way to get a mini reset. You know, when we work with clients in the office, what we say, like going, working through a gentle detox is really like a three month process because you're systematically removing things that create that irritation. It's not a focus and detox gets pushed a lot, like a 10, a 15 day, a three day, a juice cleanse of this. And it's like, you know, is there going to be some benefit there? Of course, because you're giving those organs a little bit of time off. But if we can utilize something like this fast, where it's a little more systematic and you can prep for it correctly, you can break it correctly, and we can really get those benefits instead of kind of haphazardly maybe eating breakfast a little later on certain days. So this is a way to be a little more systematic to allow to that gut to heal. Yeah, and I think, you know, you spoke about conscious choices of what you're going to put into your body. Uh, a lot of times people aren't quite aware that they're putting certain things in their body they're not aware of that's on our foods, whether it be pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, where the, these these chemicals, once known as DDT, and they're just derivatives of those of that now on our food, will literally eat a hole in your gut lining. And these are the things that we don't know that we're doing to ourselves. And when we take a break from food, it gives our organ, our gut, well, we're speaking specifically about our gut right now, a chance to actually recover and heal to handle these um, unknown, this unknown consumption of toxins that's, that we're doing to ourselves on a daily basis. And I think that is really important to give ourselves a chance to heal and recover and be able to be, to uh, do what our organs are designed to do. Yeah. If people can, you know, I think uh, sometimes in our head, we think of our stomach as like this little bowl in there, <laughs> but yeah. you know, when we're eating food, it's working through our intestines and it's literally like leaching out all the nutrients and the proteins that we need. So if those linings are broken or destroyed, it's not absorbing like it's supposed to. So that's why that's so important. And I think people miss what that is. It's like, oh, it creates irritation. But I hope that between the two of us saying it may kind of make sense on like a full circle of, okay, I understand why if there's holes in that and that's kind of going out and then you know, now you have something out in the system where it's not supposed to be. That's right. And um, just to come full circle, you know, if we're able to give our liver and liver and gut a chance to recover and just give it a holiday every now and again, <laughs> yeah. um, you're you're going to be much, it'll come that it will be a compounding benefit to yourself over a lifetime by doing this on a routine basis, whether it be twice, twice a month or maybe monthly. And we can kind of get into uh, how often somebody should fast. But at this point, uh, so people can have a good takeaway from this podcast. Um, let's talk about like the, the process of fasting so they can walk away and say, yeah, I'm going to give it a shot. How do you get started? Yeah. So um, <laughs> I think being realistic, if you've never, ever, ever done it before, it might be a big jump to go to the 48. You might want to honestly try some interfa intermittent fasting a few times. I say this because we want everyone to be 
successful and see success in this. And it's going to be a huge jump. If you're a very um, glucose-dependent person, meaning that you eat maybe every two to three hours. So all of a sudden, if we change that, it's going to be tough. And we're going to the briefest science here, but your body has three main sources that can burn for energy. And that's glucose or carbs. And then we have fats and protein. Fats are our most calorically dense. So we have the most energy, but it's harder for our body to break down where protein and our glucose have the same amount, but they burn fast. So our body's preferred source is that glucose. But like we said, if you have too much, that becomes stored as fat, stored energy. Um, so if you've never, ever done this before, I would recommend start backing up your breakfast times a little bit and kind of work to adjust maybe a half hour on breakfast and dinner time until, until you can get yourself to a 16-hour non-eating time. And that includes sleep. So if we can carve out four hours before your breakfast and four before dinner. But for everyone else, and if you know, you're like, oh, I've gone kind of far. Like I said, you know, I had done 20 hours before and I went to 48 and it really wasn't bad. So I want to talk about some of the things we can do to prep this. Um, had a lot of water during the week for sure. Uh, it was like conscious to keep that really up. Um, I focused on going lower carb for the two days prior and specifically wanted to add more fiber. So when you have, if you are taking in carbohydrates, when you have fiber or what we refer to as like slow carbs, mean like a, a sweet potato, it's gonna it burns slow in our body as opposed to like sugar. That is very different. But we want to go low carb, increase the fiber, and start to give your body more fat. The analogy that I use with fat is think of having an allowance. If you are a job and you know you have money coming in, you're able to make a budget and you know what you can spend. If you do not have that, there's not a consistent source. You have to preserve and hold on to what you have. And that's what your body does with fat because it needs it for so many processes, like all of our cell walls or have a, a fat membrane. So our body needs that. And if it's not being given fat, it's not going to use it. Right. So we're kind of prepping our body to switch a little bit to this fat burning system. That's called getting into ketosis when your body has switched to fat being a primary source. The more often you do this and the more often you intermittent fast or you do a longer fast like this, the more what they call keto adaptive you'll be, meaning you can switch into that pathway faster and easier. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of summarize right now, it's like you're going low carb, high fiber, high fat leading up to it. The day before um, I stopped eating around nine and my last meal, I had a big steak with like some blue cheese on top. Um, so a, a big high fat meal and then didn't eat. So when I did the first time, I went from nine to nine. Um, I would say as far as what I felt, uh, the only thing I took in was um, I use what's called brain octane oil, which is just like a co coconut oil. Um, and I'm adding that to my water. So that was all I had during the fast was water, the coconut oil. I had one cup of black coffee on the second day. So what I felt on the first day, um, you know, unfortunately, I kind of woke up hungry. <laughs> I kind of like wasn't psyched on that one. But um, the first day wasn't so bad. And by the end of it, I think I was mostly I was kind of mentally hungry because it was kind of coming to grips with like, you're going to go to bed and not have dinner. And it was just different. Uh, the next day wasn't that bad. I, I was kind of hungry in the morning and like midday, but 
once I, I kept hitting the water pretty hard, I had a little more brain octane oil. And I would say midway through, probably two or three on that next day, it started to feel really, really good. And I knew I was pushed further into ketosis. Uh, like I said, I come from a background with a fasting. So it's something I tested in the past. And you, you know that feeling of kind of clarity and your, your brain feels like you're operating a little different. Right. And that goes back to what I said before, fat is the, the most dense when it comes to energy. And it's actually your brain's preferred, preferred fuel. So when we get into that state and your body has to utilize the fat to burn because we don't have glucose available, it's going to start to turn that fat into ketones and that's what's used for energy. Right. So, And if, uh, you know, ketones are, it's the most pure form of fuel for our body to use, especially our brain. And I, I think that's a really yes. key point to take home is that, you know, we can have these sugars in our body, what you're calling glucose, and that is uh, a real fast burn and inefficient fuel. But if you want to really get to the premium fuel, petrol for your car, for your Formula One race car, you're going to get, yeah. you want, you're going to yeah. want that those ketones to be burning in your body as fuel uh, and your brain is going to be functioning on all cylinders when you get to that point. Yeah. And like to give people a compare, like when we talk about how much more energy, it is almost double that's in the fat. So if we can burn those ketones, you're going to feel a different level of like a mental clarity, not feeling like a brain fog. So it's, it's very different. Um, and I actually was able to test, I used a breathalyzer test to see where I was at from a ketosis standpoint. Um, and the one I use, it goes zero to eight and I was in, I was seven. I was just outside of that range of eight. So it put me into a deep ketosis. Um, one of the, I honestly, I could have probably easily went into the next day. I wasn't feeling that hungry at that point, but I did break it because it just worked out better. Um, one of the biggest benefits I noticed, and I am start, I'm going to be starting one of these tomorrow at noon, but I purposely planned at this time to break it at noon so I could end with a workout because I had a lot, I had so much energy. I really had a hard time sleeping the first time. Wow. So the, it was very apparent that switch over of my body burning the ketones and that, that fuel source being utilized. Yeah. I actually remember talking to you late around seven o'clock that night, a couple hours before you broke your fast and it was, uh, uh, or a couple hours, I think it was a couple hours before and you were, um, let's just say on fire. Uh, it was as if you wanted to work another 12 hours straight. <laughs> you were massively productive. Uh, yeah, it was, it was wild. Um, it was very easy to, I would say like lock it in. And I hadn't, I had maybe been cold turkey on caffeine for a month, a little over a month, maybe. Mm -hmm. And, um, I will say the, I wanted to have a very productive day and the hung, it was hard being by myself kind of isolated to not think about it as much. So I did have the black coffee and I happened to be writing a, a, some guides on caffeine. So I had convinced myself with the research that this was necessary. And um, I, that helped a lot. And the, the black coffee will definitely help blunt some of the hunger cravings, but that on top of the, the ketones and my body being in that state, it was, it was very easy to work and, um, uh, I think, not a lot of scratch your head, not a lot of scratch your head moments, I guess. Yeah. And I, you know, when I've, when you're, we have, we have a number of wellness clients where uh, 
especially females uh, 40 and on are constant are complaining about brain fog, uh, poor cognition, memory issues, uh, the lack of being able to quote unquote multitask and all these things uh, there. We have to look at our energy source that's going to our brain. That's one. That's not the whole, that's not everything, but that's one component of looking into why our brain isn't functioning as well as it once did. Uh, I also think that eating is, is habitual for people and it's just sometimes people are eating they don't even realize why they're eating it's just habit for them to eat at a certain period of time without their body really saying please feed me and in right. that type of a habit that's a forever habit and that habit started off in childhood and will probably go for the rest of their lives this type of um any type of fast breaks the brain's um conscious uh that habit forming pattern that isn't necessary. And it can say, wow, I just made this change and I'm feeling X, Y, and Z. Maybe this can be my new habit. And I think there can be a lot of health benefits associated with just making, making an effort to make that change. Yeah. I mean, people have probably snickered about the, like nothing, nothing tastes as good as healthy feels quote, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I really, I was kind of just like laughing about it going through it because I'm like, this is the epitome of that because you felt it was such a rewarding feeling of, you know, as you said, like it was apparent just from talking to you, you could tell that like I was energized in a different way. Right. So the internal feeling of that, plus you now have this mental self-accomplishment of like, yeah, I just, I was capable of going two days without eating. And like, cause there are times of course, like it comes up and that's an internal mental battle. And the more of those that you can win and it's like, no, I'm in control. We're not eating right now. You don't need food. This is a false signal. And like, that's a, it's empowering. And uh, when you end feeling really, really good, because now you're in that like deep ketosis state, I think it really, um, it can help people shift and reevaluate. What am I putting in my body and why? Like, what do I, what end state am I going for because of this? It's just like, People fall into this trap with a gym, right? Well, I went today. But did you go in with the intention of like, I'm going to do this so that if I consistently continue, I will look like this. Yep. And you're, when, you can, when you can say overcome your thoughts and regain control of your mind and your body, it is a situation where I promise you, if you go, let's just call it a one-day fast. Good chance mm-hmm. you're telling everybody you know that you just went a full day without eating yeah. and then the response to it and why you did it. And ultimately, hopefully you're inspiring others to do the same because there are so many health benefits associated with it. Now, if Yeah. And that's, uh, go ahead. When we talk, we talk about life hacks and biohacking and body hacks all the time. It's like, what could be easier? Not eating. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we want, we're going through some prep of how to make it more efficient and all that stuff I said before is just to give you less of the hunger pangs, make that easier. I think you incorporate that brain octane oil. You keep your water high, a little bit of black coffee to help out with some of the hunger. And I think a lot of people will be really surprised to see that they are capable of doing that. Um, I would encourage you to try to go through with other people. One other person joined me on this one. I didn't necessarily promote it big. I just asked kind of last minute and she was willing to do it. And we felt very similar benefits. Um, I think I have about 15 people that are going to join starting tomorrow. So excited to kind of get more and more people doing this you know my plan is i think two times a month is going to be my target uh, to just take advantage of those benefits and see how that works for me so i look forward to reporting more back on that yeah i think that's incredible and you know obviously uh, instagram 
Uh, we are a fixed body group. Uh, you can find wealth of information on Instagram. Uh, and then we have a YouTube channel as well that you can find us on. And Sam has a number of uh, videos there to help assist. And uh, Sam, I'll, if, if, if for the listeners, if they want to reach out to you directly, they can reach at, hit you at your email at sam at fixbodygroup.com. Yeah. And, and please do if you guys, people have questions. Um, I think the last thing we didn't really touch on was breaking it. And this part's pretty simple. I would say everyone's probably your eyes are going to be bigger than your stomach, but you want to have like a balanced meal. I know you may have just gone two days and you're thinking I'm going to reward myself with like maybe something bad, but you just went through something pretty probably challenging if you've never ever done that before. So I think you should have a different view of kind of what goes in, but you want to break with a good, like a more balanced meal, um, fat, carb, protein. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the last last piece to add there. Well, what, can you um, just put it all together? Can you summarize the benefits of fasting uh, before we close? Yeah. So let's say in that the first thing is you're going to clean up the damaged cells in our body. So it's going to allow for that time to happen because typically when you're fed, the body's just growing and dividing, not worried about efficiency. So we need to clean up some of those efficiencies so that things work better. It gives our gut and our internal organs a short break and a little bit of time off for a little bit of healing to occur. Um, like you said, even a day off, is that's good. Because um, for most people, that's two days. is nine impacts on their gut that don't have to happen. And so people understand something as simple as, as simple as, but taking in like fried food, that creates an inflammatory response for three days. So even if you only eat bad every so often, like within the week, you may never get out of that barely inflamed state. And taking this two days off is going to give you a little jump start, allow for the gut, those internal organs to heal a little bit. Of course, we're going to shift ourselves into that like ketosis state and really feel that awesome mental clarity so if you do experience brain fog, this is a great, like, I think will really awaken you to like, wow, this is what my brain should be like, or what it was like at one point. So we can talk about getting into those states in other ways, not just um, doing a 48 hour fast. But of course, that's a massive benefit. And then the energy when you're fully switched over into that fat burning, like I said, I'm, I'm planning to break it with a workout this time, or give myself more time. So I'm not trying to go to bed right close to eating. But I think the, I think uh, one big takeaway that people don't realize is that if you if you fast for 48 hours, you have a five-fold increase in human growth hormone, which is obviously responsible for muscle growth, fat burning, hair, and and you know that shiny hair and and the skin yeah. people are looking for. Uh, that's that's a result of good human growth hormone being pumped through your body the way it should it should be, and not being yeah. compromised by the food we're putting into our body. Yeah, I think that's something. You know, people, when you look at another human walking by, um, I think in the general public and it's like, oh, you have good skin or bad skin. It's like a lot of that's what we put. That's all internal, right? If you have good hair, good skin, good nails, like we need to fuel that properly. Mm-hmm. So allowing for that big increase. And like I said, you know, that five-fold increase is amazing. People are going and paying money for that type of injection that is synthetic, not created by your body. So you're able to do that. And a lot of people, depending on your diet or how you sleep, you really may not get into a big human growth hormone release state at all, like ever. Um, 
So we want to make sure that that's happening because that's really important. Man, males and females, um, just that's your fountain of youth hormone. And everybody wants to stay youthful. That's right. Uh, that's the point of our company. Uh, that's what we do. We keep people active. We get people back to doing what they love again, and we help educate and empower them so they can manage their health long-term. So it's a lifestyle change forever. And, uh, uh, well, for one, thanks for being on. We'll be have you back next week. Uh, and, uh, thanks for your time, Sam. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I like Sean said, if anyone has questions, reach out to the email and um, we hope to have more people join as we uh, continue to do this. But thanks for having me and I appreciate sharing the info. Thanks, Sam. Have a good day.